if your expectations are, I don't deserve this, it's going to be very hard for you to receive. If your expectations are, I do deserve this, it's going to be very easy for you to receive. If you have trouble receiving, it's probably because you have low self-worth. If you're always giving and never receiving, you're going to build resentment and you're not going to fill your cup and you're not going to grow. If all you ever do is receive, you're not going to have challenge. You're not going to, you're not going to grow either. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 1,132, Discomfort Isn't a Red Light Today, for episode number 1,133, Why You Have Trouble Receiving. I will never forget this, Alan, because this is a really, not only is it a really cool story, but it's very profound when you think back to it. So I remember I interviewed somebody, her name is Caroline Zani, and well, she got, I think she got married, but I, we still, I still call her Mama Z. And she was a teacher that I actually had in middle school. I ended up dating her daughter later and she was just a very deep thinker. She was somebody who it was very clear that she had worked on herself. She was very intuitive. And I ended up interviewing her. I don't remember what episode it was, maybe nine or 10 or something. Then after Alan and I partnered up, we ended up interviewing her again. And shortly thereafter, I think we went down to Florida and I think that's when we were living in Florida. And I remember was it when we were living in Florida? Do you remember? No. So this wasn't actually that shortly after. This was when we were doing Your World Within Live. Oh. Which was the event we hosted on the 11th floor of like Margaritaville is the name of the yeah. hotel overlooking the ocean. Beautiful. That was when we spoke with Evan Carmichael and all that. Okay. So I don't, I guess I don't know the lag time between when we interviewed her and when this happened, but we were at our Airbnb or our hotel. And I remember I got a text from Mama Z. And she said, hey, I think it was something along the lines of, so she Venmoed us either a hundred bucks or 200 bucks and said, I know you guys struggle to receive. Here you go. Like, take this. And Alan and I were like, what the hell? What is, what's <laughs> going then, on? Here? That was some good cash. Yeah, we needed that. You know? And we, we needed that back then. We spent it very quickly because I think we got tacos that night with, with Eddie Panero. And but, we treated. <laughs> so and we, we treated. quickly got parted with it. Yeah. Uh, but it was very interesting how she said, I know you both struggle to receive. And this is like kind of an opportunity for you to actually receive and feel good about it. And I was thinking of this the other day. So Tara and I have this thing she coined. It's called a grudel. So G-R-U with the two dots above it, D-L-E, grudel. All a grudel is, it's like a light massage. It's like a, just a light massage on your back. And some like most nights before we go to bed, she'll, she'll say this cute thing. She says, you got a little grudel in you? Because she loves getting grudels before bed. And oftentimes she'll say, do you want one? And I'll say, yeah, I'll, I'll take one. But in my mind, I'm literally counting down the minutes until I feel like I've gotten enough of what I deserve. 
Like I'm literally counting down the minutes of like, yeah, it's been like 25 minutes. Okay, I'm good. I don't need any more. And, and when that happened, I started thinking about, okay, do I, do I struggle with receiving? That's when the, the Mama Z story came and it's like, interesting. Okay, that's something. And then the other thing I wanted to connect that to, I was, because it's, when, when I come up with a topic, I start to see it everywhere, right? My, oh, of course. My, my mind is primed for it and I just start seeing it. I did a podcast episode with somebody recently. They interviewed me. And this, this human was just awesome. It was an awesome, awesome person. I messaged them. I emailed them and said, hey, as a thank you for having me on your show, I want to offer you a free 30-minute podcast breakthrough session. No strings attached. I'm not going to sell you on anything. I just want to add value. And this person literally said no. They said, thank you so very much, but I know how busy you are and I know it's not worth your time. And I was like, no, 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 like I'm, I want to do it. I genuinely want to do this. And I don't think I ever heard back from that person. I guarantee if that person listened to this episode, they'd say, oh, that's me. That's me for sure. So this is what I think it is. I think that at some point in your life, and it's, I believe receiving is directly correlated to your level of self-worth. If you have low self-worth, I bet you it's very, very hard for you to feel like you deserve to receive. I think it has to do with expectations. If your expectations are, I don't deserve this, it's going to be very hard for you to receive. If your expectations are, I do deserve this, it's going to be very easy for you to receive. If you have trouble receiving, it's probably because you have low self-worth. That would be my guess. You have low self-worth and there's some sort of thing that happened connected to you receiving and it lowers your self-worth. And now you're basing everything off of that. I don't deserve that. I notice for me too, Alan, when I go out to eat, if somebody messes up my order, I will never send it back. And I know that's not receiving, but it's kind of, it kind of is in a way. It's almost like I don't feel like I deserve, I don't feel like I deserve the power to wreck somebody else's day by potentially sending back the food. Well, and it's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things either, but that's part of it. This is interesting because one of the my favorite qualities about you, Kev, is, is that you're not entitled. Yeah. And I just want to be as clear as possible on this episode that I do think, statistically speaking, Kevin and I grew up in environments that were on the lower end of receiving. Mm. Um, and we had really challenging childhoods. I'll just leave it there. In, in their own ways, right? Not having fathers, X, Y, Z. So I think that we're just not entitled. And I told the story on group coaching because uh, we did it on wealth creation. And I talked about how I had a, my father passed away when I was two. And I had a stepfather from age three to 14. And we went from like upper middle class with my stepfather's income we had we were literally in the 90s were all obviously very lucrative dot com bubble all that and we had uh i used to talk about i was talking to group coaching and kevin about this i used to get the dreamcast and the xbox and i got a lot of christmas gifts and i i had like we had a lot of abundance in the 90s we went on ski trips and boats and we had a yacht we literally had a yacht <laughs> right 35 feet or whatever i don't know i don't know the exact amount it was a yacht it was you could live on this boat okay um, he wouldn't live comfortably, but you could live on the boat, <laughs> marina, all that, right? And we, our friends were also multimillionaire golf course owners. Like we, we had a lot when I was a kid, like a lot of abundance financially. And so we were customizing a a yacht, uh, and my dad got 
uh, my stepdad got the yacht and we kept the home. And when he left our family, we had such low income as a household that we actually, I got free lunch at school. And that was embarrassing. I remember, you know, being made fun of like, why do you get free lunch? Mm. Uh, You must be poor or whatever. And I was, we were really, really poor. And so I went from like literally yachts and apartment buildings and vacations and skiing and boats and trips and golf courses to like literally like, how am I going to go to college? You know, and so for me, I'm grateful that happened because I, I'm not sure would I have ended up spoiled and entitled. You know, I know, I think back to when I was younger and it's like, I'm sure that that got to my head of like, remember we played Dynamite Cop? Mm-hmm, of course. With the Dreamcast, man. Dreamcast was 250 bucks or something, man. That's like an expensive. I remember coming to your house when I was young and I was like, wow, this is like different. Yeah. Like, like you thought I was rich. cabin on a, on a, a lake? small lake large pond like <laughs> yeah, they, yeah small in the lake woods pond. it was very yeah. you know it was very interesting it was very interesting yeah my experience. home looked like a resort yeah it's like you know i've had a lot of people say that and i remember my friends coming over they say dude you're rich and i'd be like i'm not rich and they're like no you're rich and now i understand i get it i was just rich compared to them and they didn't know any different and honestly i wasn't rich we just that home made it seem like we were right and snowmobiles you know, my, my stepfather had a motorcycle. We had multiple cars. My mom drove a BMW. Like, dude, in hindsight, we were pretty well off financially, at least statistically speaking. Now I don't actually consider that very wealthy, but that's also because my mentors are all multimillionaires, my old mentors. But anyways, I digress. Why am I talking about this? I think that when you have a tough childhood you tend to not be entitled. You tend to not be spoiled. You tend to not feel like you deserve much. And I've never really, I've had a hard time, and I'm just going to be very direct on this podcast episode. I, I always have a hard time with people who, who are entitled. Mm. I really do. I always have. Like the whole spoiled brat syndrome thing, I've never gotten it. And maybe that's because my upbringing was so challenging, X, Y, Z, whatever. But like life does not owe you anything. And so to get back to the receiving thing, I went from receiving a lot, at least financially speaking, to like receiving nothing. Like in college, broke, Uh, you know, drove a car that was like, I think $2,500 was my car, like that kind of thing. And I think that we all need to find five with this. That's what Kevin and I talked about before this episode, which is like, are you entitled? Meaning you have inflated self-worth and you think you deserve things by default? Because if that's the case, that's a losing game. Seriously. Um, I can think of a couple people who, honestly, their childhood was so spoiled that they they have a, a distorted view of reality, and they need to go to, like, Tijuana and, like, see what some of the world looks like. I'll never forget that, Kev. In the 90s, I went to Tijuana, and my mom brought us there, my mom, my stepdad, my sister, and um, if you don't know where Tijuana is, it's right on the border of Mexico, and it's one of the poorest per capita places on earth. Mm. And it was really important for me to see the kids there versus my life, especially in the 90s in America. I mean, you want to talk about privilege, right? And don't get me wrong, there were some other things in my childhood that were not privileged. But it's important to stay at five here, stay centered. Are you on the inflated self-worth end where you think you deserve to receive just by default with very little effort? Or are you on the low end where it's like you don't even deserve much? Because you're so used to so little. Three layers here. First one, you're not used to receiving. So if you do have this issue of when Kevin was describing it, like, oh, I'm, that's me. That's me. Me too. Me too. 
um, which by the way, our listeners do tend to be on the low end of self-worth and self-esteem and, and receiving. So, which makes sense because I think Kevin and I are too. Definitely. Um, you're not used to it. You're, you're more comfortable giving than you are receiving. And there's a couple of reasons why. Number one is you're just not used to it. What we're not used to is uncomfortable. Hey, I wanted to give my experience working with Kevin and the rest of the Next Level University team. It has been such a seamless relationship. He is so easy to work with, Kevin, and he gives you all the information you need but doesn't overwhelm you. He's also um, meets you where you're at, so whatever you want to do, he'll make it work. And it's just, there's no stress, there's no drama, and everybody else that I've worked with has been patient with me because I am not technologically savvy. So they've been helpful and patient and just encouraging. And it's just been a fantastic experience. I highly, highly recommend working with them. Number two is usually it comes from trauma of like people used to give and then have strings attached to the giving. So if you had a caregiver or a parent or an aunt or an uncle who like gave a lot but then on the back end controlled you and manipulated you with it, like, oh, look at all I've done for you type of thing. Um, a lot of times that that creates this negative, like I don't want to receive because I know that that's a losing game. And none of this is conscious, by the way. It's very important to make that clear. None of this is, it's not like consciously Kevin's like, you know, maybe I do struggle to receive. You know, it's it's this is running in the background. And now we're making it conscious with this episode, obviously, which is why I love this podcast because we talk about things that, usually are running in the background and then it's like, oh wow, that's a thing. Mm-hmm. So, and then the deepest layer here is just self-worth. Are you worth it? And and one of the things to check in with, are you giving to self? Do you deserve to, to go to the gym when you want to? Are you, the other night, Emilia was um, not feeling well and I was snuggling with her in bed while eating food and what I really wanted to do, I love to watch things while I eat, love it. Right, we have an 83-inch TV in our bedroom. It's awesome, and and if she wants to go to bed, we're obviously not going to hammer blue blue light right before she wants to go to bed, right? So I'm not going to put on the 83-inch. Yeah, just deal with it, love. Like, of course not, right? Um, so of course I'm going to go out on my laptop on the couch, snuggle with Tucker, and and eat my food. But instead, I just stayed with her, and she's like, no, like go go fill your cup, like you you've earned that. Go go fill your cup, and it's like, well, I'd rather be here for you. And I think that that's a beautiful thing. But I also think it needs to be at five. If you're always giving and never receiving, you're going to build resentment and you're not going to fill your cup and you're not going to grow. If all you ever do is receive, you're not going to have challenge. You're not going to grow either. It's yin and yang. It's give and take. It's give and receive, I should say. Very important to be cyclical and at five with this. And I would say, Kev, you and I are coming up to five. I really yeah. do feel that way. Um, yeah, now that we're wealthier and things are really rolling at NLU, I can feel it in in me. Same. It's like I'm not, I'm not as like, oh, thank you so much for being here. I'm a little bit more like, yeah, it makes sense that you're here. This is really valuable, right? Yeah. And I think it's yeah. important. I had, and I've been noticing that too, where it's almost like the the title of this episode could be why you have trouble standing up for yourself because it's probably a very very similar mm-hmm. reason. I had a client. A client's team member messaged me the other day, and it was a very ambiguous email. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. But he basically said, hey, uh, the client wants to keep working with you, but we're going to make some changes, and I'm going to take over some of the stuff, and blah, 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 blah. And I sent a message back, and I basically said, hey, 
just so I'm clear and I have a, an accurate awareness, what are you talking about? Because I don't know what you, I don't know what you actually mean. I know you want to hop on a call to discuss things, but what are we discussing? Because I want to make sure, and I didn't say this, but subconsciously, I want to make sure it's worth my time. Of course. Like, if you're deciding to go elsewhere, that's totally fine. No, no worries. But there's no point in me hopping on the phone to discuss that. Like you can just tell me that via text. I don't need to <laughs> to spend a half hour. Yeah. And are you are you leaving it? Oh, you are yeah, not. Are you because leaving or we no? have other people to right. serve. Right. Right. Yeah. And and I didn't say it that way, but the way I said it was, hey. I'm just a little confused. I want to make sure that I have ultimate clarity before we hop on the phone so I can prepare in alignment with what's happening, basically. And the client ended up seeing the email and he texted me. And he said, hey, Kev, I can tell that that email uh, my team member sent was very ambiguous and I can tell that it was very confusing. No stress. I just want to walk you through some of the ideas I have. Let's get on the phone next week. And that felt really good for me because it was like, oh, okay, I stood my ground. Yeah. I, I didn't just appease. Yeah. I didn't just appease. And you and I have been having that conversation where we're trying to just do better at standing up for ourselves because I think we do have lower self-worth and we do tend to let people walk on us. And that just is terrible for not only re-lowering your self-worth, but it changes the dynamics of relationships and it yeah. quite literally stops opportunities that might happen from happening. It's this whole thing. It's this whole thing. So that's another part of this and maybe we'll do an episode on I think we have recently but another episode on standing up for yourself and the importance of it but I, I really think that if you're out there the first step is awareness and understanding that your your normal isn't necessarily optimal if you find yourself saying well I don't deserve that why why don't you deserve that and again I am the person who believes that you deserve what uh, you work for yeah. I, I really I really do believe that but i also think that a lot of us are under on that and we we might work for something and we might not feel like we might not feel like we're worthy of getting the result of that we when we were getting ready to go to colorado to get married in august we were looking at pet sitters and it's very interesting the type of person that loves animals oftentimes has low self-worth and i can tell by the way they price i, I can tell it, it's it was it's almost like they're like yeah i don't know like what do you think of this number versus like this is what i charge it, it's very very interesting it's very very interesting to the point where i'm pretty sure we gave the person extra money because they took such good care of the cats and they like they made these like notes when we came home and there was like congratulations it was awesome it was it was a great experience but i'm willing to bet if i had to guess that person probably is under when it comes to self-worth because they don't yeah. know their own value. Both are detrimental. Just yeah. like this podcast, it's it's drive to five always. If you're under, you're going to undervalue self based on what you've earned. If you're over, you're going to expect things that are so outrageous and you're going to, and this is the, the last thing I'll share. Dollar if, in the job. If, if you sold this iPhone for $25,000, no one would buy it. Not no one, but almost no one. Put it this way, 90% of people would not be able to afford that. And it's not worth that. But if you sold it for $5, you're undervaluing. Mm -hmm. And so I want everyone to really check in with, that's the deepest layer here. You're not used to receiving. You know, other people have taken advantage of when they were giving because they weren't unconditionally giving, which is a thing. And then your self-worth is probably low as a as a, an example. I was on the phone with um, that person you sent over uh her name 
she told me uh, to just call her A. So I'll call her A. And I was on the phone with her yesterday. Absolute sweetheart. Dug into all this stuff. And it turns out that she's definitely on this lower receiving end. And she's such a sweetheart because of it, which I appreciate. But I'm going to help her a lot with the self-worth. And I wanted to ask you this real quick, Kev. Um, I know we got to jump. Do you remember back when we dollar. We two dollars in the jar. Two dollars in the, the jar in a one-minute span. Get it together, or we're gonna be bankrupt. <laughs> you know, well, I'm ready to receive those doll hairs <laughs> or give them. I'm comfortable giving, um, and the children will receive them. That's next a fact. Foundation. I'm okay with that. So, uh, so, have you been keeping track of that, by the way? Because I'm pretty sure we owe like thirty bucks. <laughs> yeah, no, we're up there. I think, I think we're probably at like ten. Okay. Because we did a couple on group coaching, but those don't count. Those don't count because it's only in the podcast. Only, only in the podcast. podcast. So um, I have a question for you. Do you remember when we didn't even know the difference between self-worth and self-belief? 100%. Oh my God. 100%. Emilia, shout out to Emilia. She's the one who brought this to our awareness. Yep. And she said, Alan, you know that, that self-worth and self-belief are different, right? And I was like, hmm. yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, not really. I never really thought about it. And now I totally, we're finally starting to get it. We're starting to get it. If you have high self-belief, you're most likely maximizing your potential, working hard, earning it every day, goals and dreams, but you probably are always comparing to what you're capable of and never really giving yourself the credit, receiving the credit for your hard work. If you have low self-belief, you're most likely have inflated self-worth trying to hang on to whatever you can, like perception and all that stuff. And so... The, the goal is to become the guide which has high self-belief and high self-worth. Someone who knows their value but also is working hard to improve it. And that's hopefully what, where we can all get to. Next Level Nation. We have a private Facebook group called Next Level Nation also. If you are somebody who is focused on growth, obviously you are if you're listening to this podcast, that's a great place to find other people like you. I know when it comes to growing, when it comes to evolving, being on your journey, oftentimes the hardest thing is to find other people doing similar things. That is a great place to find those people. Link in the show notes. Uh, Kev, full, yes. full transparency, man. I, I forgot. Um, I don't know what I'm plugging, man. So uh, I'm going to do book you... club. Okay, perfect. Book, book club's club. Great. All right. So if you are out there and you're like, damn, I don't read enough books book club is for you. No, seriously though. Um, one of my favorite parts about book club is it just, I always have this book on my person, whatever book we're reading in book club, there's a poll, every single book, uh, in next level nation. So join next level nation. The poll is coming up because this book is going to be done in a few weeks. Um, Dan and Chip Heath, uh, the book is called switch how to change your behavior. And, uh, what do I want to say about book club? It's a safe place to learn and grow with other people, and it's going to keep you reading consistently. I always have the book club book on my person, and it just keeps me reading. So at very least, at minimum, I'm going to read a chapter a week because we do a chapter a week. So if you want more why power and more necessity to keep reading, book club's the way. Next Level Nation tomorrow for episode number 1,134, Sometimes Progress Doesn't seem like progress very excited to talk about that as always we love you appreciate you grateful for each and every one of you and at nlu we do not have fans we have family we will talk to you all tomorrow please reach out thanks for joining us for another episode of next level university we love connecting with the next level family we mean it when we say family if you ever need anything please reach out to us directly everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.